This is Health Matters with Sipla. Hey everyone, this is Health Matters with me, Ryan O'Connor, in association with Sipla. Now, it's been over 40 years since the world has saw AIDS for the first time, or the term AIDS was first used to describe a disease that changed the world. We've come a long way since then. Being diagnosed as HIV positive is no longer the death sentence it used to be. Now, as we all know, the 1st of December is World AIDS Day, and as guests on the show have previously said, every day should be World AIDS Day. Uh, I'm delighted to to be speaking to a, a lady who's got the most amazing show that I love. Uh, that's uh, and she's just the most incredible person, blogger, author, YouTuber, TV host, activist for living positively with HIV. Nozi Kwamgana is with us. Nozi, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on this. It's uh, it's it's so lucky to see you face to face. You think when you see somebody on a TV program, you kind of get used to seeing them and you think you know them. Uh, so it's really great to, to, to have you join us. Um, I mentioned about World AIDS Day and uh, uh, the sentiment that is shared is that every day should be World AIDS Day. Um, do you commemorate in any particular way? Oh, definitely. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, I have previous, you know, I have family members that passed away from HIV-related diseases. Um, and obviously with my story, I'm living with HIV for, for nine years, almost 10 years. Um, so I commemorate a, a number of things. I commemorate, you know, people that did not necessarily live long to tell their stories. Mm. I commemorate people that courageously have told their stories to inspire others. I commemorate so many, you know, um, updates and, and things that have been done to make sure that we live positively um, as people that are living with HIV. So there's a lot to celebrate. There's life to celebrate. Mm. Nozi, I think, um, let's go back to your, your story. People that haven't heard your story, how did you find out you were HIV positive? Um, so it was back in August of 2013. I was at work and there was a Wellness Day event and I decided to participate. Um, and as you know, Wellness Day event, um, you know, includes a number of activities, yes. um, including uh, going to, you know, the, the gym session, testing for HIV, among other, you know, diseases. And I was one of those people that, were, that I didn't even think so much as if, oh, what, what, what happens if this test comes out positive? Mm. Because I was very sure that I had been safe. Um, I had only been seeing one person and that was the first person that I was sexually, um, you know, active with. So it was quite a shock when the nurse um, gave me my test back and confirmed that I was HIV positive. I truly did not believe her. I thought she had made a mistake or there was something wrong with the test. Mm. Um, but upon, you know, going forward and seeking um, you know, other um, advice, um, going for the second, the third test, and the doctor confirmed that actually the first test was was correct. So this was, again, August of 2013. I am someone that is very much, you know, well-educated. I'm very much aware of what was going on in the world. I was aware, once again, of what HIV AIDS is. But for some reason, when it happens to you, it's quite different. Um, so I, I thought for, for, for some reason, the HIV that was within me, it's going to, yeah, I'm going to die in the next couple of years to change the color of my skin i'm gonna go thin it was very hard to accept and also i lived in a society that was quite high when it comes to stigma um, around people living with hiv yes. and hence you know i hated for my family for quite a number of years i hated for my family for six years i only told my mom um now now just in 2019 three years back so it's been quite a journey i mean because that, that that that's 
the the one the next question I was going to ask you is about telling and telling your friends and close people and obviously sharing that information with all of us, the rest of the world, to know uh, that it's actually, you know, that it's okay. It's, it's, you can live a normal life. You're not being given a death sentence. Uh, all these things that I think, you know, uh, seem to be attached with the stigma uh, attached to HIV, that process of, of actually sharing that information and having that bold step, what did it feel like? Um, was it liberating? Did you feel finally I can share something that's been on my on my heart that I've been dying to and just explain the emotion around sharing that that information you you know once again I had hit my status for six years yeah so like I, I I felt literally I felt the weight of it all for all those years as if like there was something that I was hiding there was something that you know that needed to come out I was not truly living my best version you know, of who I could truly be. So when I eventually, um, you know, disclosed to my mom and my the rest of the family and now to the rest of the world that this is who I am, yeah. I am still me, I am still the same person, I just happen to have a story yeah. um, behind the name, I felt liberated. And, yes. and for that reason, I felt like there's nothing else I can hide. You know, this was it. Yeah. Um, but I also touch on, on the stigma part of, of why I felt I needed to hide my status for, you know, six years. It's because also stigma has evolved from what it used to be. Yes. So in 2020, it's, it's stigma is not about, oh, I can't touch someone who's HIV positive. I can't sit with someone who's HIV positive or I can't mm-hmm. eat the, the food that it, uh, someone um, who's HIV positive eats. It's all about, oh, Nozzy looks a certain way. Nozzy also talks a certain way. Um, Nozzy also is exposed to a number of things. So people like her are not expected to be HIV positive. Do you get what I mean? Uh, good, yeah. um, I remember on the 1st of December, literally I had posted something on Twitter, um, a, a picture of myself saying there's no face to HIV. Sure. I've been living with HIV for for nine years it trended for like three days because people were like there's no way you look like that there's no way that you're HIV positive and that's what I was trying to break that there is no face to what HIV is and that's what to get over Nozzy, I I see you now, obviously, like, like many others do, as a as a role model, and and people that are you know afraid maybe to share their status with loved ones. You must get inundated with people asking you, Nozzy, how do I do this? Nozzy, you're the only one I can talk to. And you're like, no, I'm not the only one you can talk to. There, like you know. Listen, I when I say hundreds. Each day, I get hundreds of messages. Nazi, I just discovered that I'm HIV positive. I don't know who to tell. Um, how do I disclose? I yeah. just met this guy. He really looks really nice, um, but I'm afraid to disclose my HIV status to them. How do I go about it? The first thing that I'll constantly say is, it's actually not about the other person. It's mm. about you. That's the most important thing for me. So I'm not doing it for the other person. I'm not doing it to get validation from the other person. I'm doing it because I'm doing it for myself. So when I eventually disclosed my HIV status, I was not looking for any kind of validation or someone telling me, oh, no, it's going to be okay. I was already okay. Yes. (laughs) I was already at this way. I had worked on myself. Um, And it was so important because... When we get, you know, um, um, when we overcome that, then we overcome so many different people that think they have the power to say things over our lives. 
and for some reason they're going to 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 get some kind of reaction yeah. now i understand it takes a special person it takes a lot of work to get to the to yes. that place um but for me it was about you know even today like there's no one that can say anything about me about my hiv status that first of all i haven't said that to myself many years ago but also i've gotten so comfortable with who i am yes. that i, I I, I, there's nothing else you can say about me. Yeah. So I think that disclosure is so important when you have disclosed to yourself. Yeah. Disclosure is so important when you have accepted yourself. Because when you go around then seeking that validation and disclosure and acceptance from anyone else, you're not going to get it and it's going to set you back. Sure, that is amazing. Cut and paste that last a couple of minutes, folks. Go back, rewind, listen to that all again, because that was that was the truth being spilled right there. Knowledge, uh, empowerment to you, living with HIV, wondering, considering how to deal with the best way forward. You are the best way forward. Do you and be proud of doing you. Um, tell us about ARVs. When did you realize that you needed to start taking those? Thank you for asking that. So um, I was diagnosed in, in 2013, right? And at the time, um, South Africa had the law where you only needed to have um, a CD4 count of less than 350 for you to start ARVs. So I did not start ARVs immediately because my CD4 count was about 600 and above. Okay. Um, however, around about 2015, 2016, the World Health Organization then updated um, you know, the regulations regarding um, people living with HIV that regardless of your CD4 count, it's test and treat. Um, it's uh, regardless of where you are, you need to take your ARVs. Mm. So I started ARVs in 2017. I don't want to lie. It has been quite a journey sure. because 2013 up until 2016, there were moments where I could sort of forget because there was no daily reminder yes. that I was HIV positive. Right. So immediately when I started taking ARVs now, there was a daily reminder that, Oh, Every eight o'clock, every nine o'clock, I need to take some pills um, because, you know, I need to, you know, um, um, equip myself. I need to make sure that I constantly stay healthy. So it, it works on your psychological aspect of, yes. of you, of yourself, yes. um, your mental health. Um, I think more than anything physically, I've never gotten sick. I've never been admitted to hospital. There's never been any change on my body because of the medication. But it's a, it's the mental part of it where I needed to overcome a, a number of things. Yes. There's been moments where I've had fatigue. You know, I've had pill fatigue and yes. I'm very transparent about some of the struggles that I've had yeah. where I'm like, I do not yeah. want to take the pill anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I see there's one or two <laughs> that is next on my container and I'm like, I do not want to go to the doctor get it, to get another prescription. I do not want to go to the pharmacy. So it's some of the struggles that I've had with the medication more mentally than anything else. But I found yes. that it's because of the things that I've tried to suppress and things that I thought I was over, um, you know, and, and things that I needed to deal with. Um, and that's more psychological. Can I ask you, now, you are such a positive human being, right? And uh, you like radiate this great energy that even if you were the spokesperson for goat's milk, I have a feeling that you would make it so exciting and bring it to life in such a way that 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 I would love it because your, your outlook is that of somebody who's very positive. But what we forget is there is a yin to a yang. What is, if any, the negative side about being possibly so open about your journey, if there is any negative side about being so open about your journey? 
Man, okay, let me start with the positive. The positive, firstly, is once again the fact that I I had I was able to liberate myself. Sure. But then also I didn't realize that I was actually also liberating a number of people. Yes. People that I knew but I did not know their HIV status. So immediately when I came out, I started getting messages, phone calls, and people are like, Oh, by the way, I've also been living with HIV for a couple of years. I'm like, What? And you didn't even say Same. nothing. And they're like, well, you didn't say anything yeah. as well. <laughs> so I feel like that's an honor that I've got to use my story and my voice in such a positive manner. Yes. Um, but the, the, not the downside of it all, but it's also where I am a positive person yeah. because I've chosen to always constantly, you know, um, see the positive in, in everything. And also because I've been through so much in my life yes. that I don't want to get to a place where I go back to a dark place where I was a couple of years ago. So I, tr- I, I, I do everything that I can to get myself out of there. Yeah. But I think in, in this journey, um, the one thing that I constantly need to remind myself on being that role model um, it comes with its challenges yes. because beyond that, I'm also human. Yes. Um, I don't, I'm not a machine. Um, I feel, um, I also have feelings. I also have, um, you know, bad days, believe it or not. <laughs> um, even when I woke up today, well, I was like, I need to eat, you yeah. know, <laughs> And when I don't eat, I usually don't have a good start to the day. Exactly. So it took me a while to get there. Um, but yeah, it's that pressure that comes with, oh, we know you're going to sort this out. We know you have an answer to this. Oh, we know you're a role model. So um, nothing can bad can, you can do. Yes. That's impossible. Oh, that's yeah. impossible. Exactly. You, you're, I mean, I listed all those things in the beginning. An author, uh, a YouTuber, a TV host. I want to talk about the author, but you've written a couple of books. Uh, am I right in saying one of them is a children's book? Yes, yes, yes. So um, the first book is called I Am Still Me. Yes. Um, so I Am Still Me was based on my life living with HIV. But then it also takes it back to how I grew up because there's so many different aspects to my story. Mm. Um, and then last year, um, I, I used to live with my with my niece. Uh, she was four at the time. So she, she, she saw me taking my ARVs and she was like, um, is Nozzy sick? And I'm like, okay. How do I explain? I don't look sick, yeah, right? So yeah. how do I explain to a three-year-old that um, I'm really not sick, but then it depends on how you look at it as well. Yes. I mean, they're just not going to understand that because to them, the minute you take medication, they know it from experience that yeah. they are sick. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Absolutely. So I started thinking about, hmm, I wonder what other parents are going through. Um, either their, their children are HIV positive or they themselves are HIV positive. Yeah. I'm HIV positive and I'll be a mom one day. So mm. how do I explain to my child that mommy is living with HIV? Yeah. And but mind you also in a society that once again um, has a high level of stigma and um, they use our HIV stories against us not only against us but also against our children yes so i sort of think to myself how do i simplify hiv to a language that children understand mm. um so that it does not instill fear so that it doesn't make them feel oh my goodness mommy's going to die or daddy's going to die yes. so i started thinking about it and the way i explained it to her was okay 
So you know how I always tell you that you need to go and wash your hands before you eat, right? And you need to wash your hands every time you go to the bathroom. So that is because then so that you don't get germs because then germs make you sick, right? So Nozzy now has this germ, this big germ inside of her. And now there are good soldiers inside her body that continue to fight off the bad germs so that she does not get sick. So in order to empower all the good soldiers inside of her she needs to take this pill this pill now helps to empower the good soldiers so that they don't get tired so that they don't get sick and then eventually also nozzy does not get sick that's what hiv is to kids and obviously now the conversation as she grows it also matures um it also picks it up because one of the things that we have discovered is as particularly when it comes to children that were born with hiv in the early 2000 it was only when um you know the pmtct program was introduced in south africa but before then those kids are now 20 plus year olds they are teenagers and the most difficult thing is they're trying to discover themselves as, as, as people. Um, but also now there's this hanging thing where they start mm. to ask questions. Why am I taking medication? Sure. Why am I the only one in this house taking the pills? And people and parents don't know how to disclose to them because it's already late. Sure. It's already late. So it's trying to normalize those conversations Absolutely. from even three-year-olds and, and mature it as they grow up. What is your message to others living with HIV? Listen, when I when I go back to that moment in August of 2013, I remember very very clear. When I went to get my second opinion and the doctor confirmed that I was HIV positive, the number one thing that I constantly asked him is am I going to be okay? Mm. I probably asked him like 5 6 times. Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? Because I needed the reassurance that eventually I'm going to be okay. I knew it was going to be a long journey of self-acceptance and and a number of things. But the one thing that I constantly remember is him saying, Nozzy, you are going to be okay. Okay. So the one thing that I constantly say when, when I'm asked this question is, you are going to be okay. You are going to live your best life. Um, one of my friends, also a fellow HIV activist, I love what she says. She says, HIV is not life limiting. Not at all. You can still live your best life. You can still get married. I am married to a wonderful man who I met after my HIV diagnosis. He's HIV positive. We're planning a, a, a whole family together. So if you are worried about what the future holds for you, mm-hmm. you are going to be okay. I love that. Um, What future would you like to see in terms of HIV AIDS and the pandemic? Um, So usually we come under fire when we talk about HIV advocacy and the need to still have these conversations Mm. and because other people feel like they're outdated. A lot of, um, you know, uh, there has been a lot of developments in the HIV sector. And my argument is always constantly until there are zero infections, we can never get tired of speaking about HIV AIDS. Until you you look at the stats, even now in 2020, we can never get tired. Mm. So my future is basically having zero infections of HIV and AIDS. It's having the ability to to, to have an HIV cure. I'm not going to even speak about, well, it's been a couple of years, there's nothing that has been done or we don't have 
have a cho yet. For me, that's not my language yes. at all. Um, I know there's a number of medical advancements that are already been done towards HIV and AIDS. There's PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis, yes. for people that are HIV negative to continue to take it so that they they, they, they become HIV um, you know, negative. So if we have done so much advancements towards that, I can only imagine what we're going to do in the next 10, 20 years. Oh, well, I'll tell you something. This has been the most delightful, enlightening, and positive chat around a subject that normally uh, you know you you kind of associate with uh, with uh, intense talking about things that are you know that uh, that tough to breach you've made it so accessible for people to feel free to be able to not only disclose their status but talk comfortably about what they're going through with people that love them dearly uh, live your life normally you are incredible if you're listening to this we love you and nausey you are amazing thank you look forward to you um, and and even if your kids don't have somebody that maybe they know that has HIV nothing stops them okay. from educating them empowering them with knowledge to know what it is that other children are going through that other families are going through it only helps make the world a better place to live in Thank Thanks, you so Nosey. Much Thank you so much. By the way, you've got to watch every Sunday at 10 p.m. on Honey TV, DSTV Channel 173. Yes, I have HIV, the incredible Nosey, her YouTube channel. We'll leave it in the link. If you love this podcast, like and subscribe on Apple and all the other platforms, and we'll be back with another one soon. You've just enjoyed Health Matters with Sipla.